Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Conversations in Cinema, still sponsored by NPR. <laughs> my name is David. I'm joined by my good buddy, Josh. That's me. And you're here listening in as we do something that's never been done before. What is that, Josh? Um, do a baking show on a podcast. Mmm, scrummy. No, we're talking about movies on the podcast. Uh, this episode, we are doing our second film in the James Gunn filmography. Mm-hmm. And super. It's super. <laughs> and I have some thoughts on this on this project mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but first things first josh what are we drinking what'd you pick out for us today um i picked out a lovely cider that is known far and wide as angry orchard but, okay so why what makes the orchard angry do you know um well i thought that it was relevant for this film because much like uh frank is an ordinary man is he though these I are i don't know if he is these are ordinary apples that have been made angry. Uh-huh. And Frank's angry. Frank is angry. I don't know if he's normal. So, okay. So, so Super came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. Written, directed by James Gunn. Um, it is the indiest of indie movies. It's almost college project level production. Yeah. In they, many ways. They shot it in 24 days. Yeah. Which is hella fast. Yeah. That's a student film, essentially. Um, and, uh, it did not get great reviews. No, it did not. Um, for understandable reasons, I think. I concur. Um, so basically it's, it's one of the, it's like an offshoot superhero movie where in the same vein as Kick-Ass, where it's a very grounded, realistic, what if some guy actually got angry or wanted to be a superhero himself, made his own costume and went out in the street and just started attacking criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are the real life consequences of that? Yeah. And uh, what happens when a real person tries to beat up other people? Yeah. Not like Batman because mm-hmm. Batman's superpower as uh, we know is being rich. Um, oh, God, but it's not though. So he it's is like something else in his utility belt he can use. Uh huh. Yeah. Just a, uh, an American Express card, I'm sure. No, no. George Clooney had the Bat card. I know. It was Visa. Oh, was it Visa? I, I think so. I couldn't remember. I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, but yeah, it's just he he is a normal, no. presented as a normal guy. He is a cook at a diner. And somehow can afford a house with a junkie wife who is a waitress there as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't look necessarily like a quality house. No, so. but still. I mean, it was corner property, you know. <laughs> I don't think it was a corner property. I think it was. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Nah, whatever. But I, I take issue with the, the it stars Rain Wilson, mm-hmm. who this is like in the heyday of The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and stars uh, Elliot Page, formerly Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. And it also stars a bunch of Kevin Bacon. Ke- oh, yeah. The Kevin Bacon. Liv Tyler. Uh, Liv Tyler, which she wow, had, Liv she Tyler just finished Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty sure. Why? Who in their right mind would think that Liv Tyler would ever, ever get with a guy like Rain Wilson? <laughs> that was the most unbelievable part of this entire movie for me. Well, she was a junkie. Well, and that I mean, we can talk about the relationship whenever we get to the end because yeah. the end is super weird. weird. 
in that regard. The whole the whole third act is just of I have is just questionable on mm-hmm. a lot of levels. Uh, but it also stars Michael Rooker, Nathan Fillion, and his best role to date. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Sean his bro- Gunn. Yeah, his brother. And James Gunn himself. As the devil. As the devil. <laughs> Those were so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's James Gunn. And this is he after four years after Slither. Mm-hmm. This is his last movie before Guardians, which is such a w- interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I would never think somebody at Marvel or Disney would watch this movie and be like, yeah, this is our guy. Elements of this movie are brilliant. Yeah, which I would like to also touch on that. Yeah. What when, are your What are your general thoughts on this? Um, give, give a brief synopsis, like the, what happens in the plot, because it's not super complicated. No. Um, so uh, Rain Wilson, Frank, his wife, who he met at the diner. Arwen. Um, who is a waitress. Domiel, yeah. Daughter of Elrond. Mm-hmm. Who is a waitress. Uh, she is Undying a formal elf junkie who um, just randomly takes a shine to him and decides to hook up with him and thinks that life is awesome. And uh, they seem to be in uh, either like a loveless marriage or in a, a, a marriage without like a spark, without anything interesting happening. Right. And then um, she gets back on the drugs mm-hmm. and... Kevin Bacon swoops in to steal her and his eggs and his eggs. Um, and then rain gets touched by the fingertip of God on his brain. <laughs> that, was, that was the first part in the movie where I was like, what? <laughs> and decides that our God basically tells him he should be a superhero mm-hmm. and fight evil not yeah. crime evil evil um he is a holy avenger mm-hmm. and then uh he ensues uh basically murdering people uh, like straight up assaulting people uh-huh in broad daylight uh-huh uh driving away in his car most of the time with his license plate in clear view yeah uh and then um finds where his wife is being held by kevin bacon or I guess staying with Kevin Bacon at his club, yeah. Or whatever. Um, then devolt, like decides this plan with um, Elliot Page to um, what was her bolt? Uh, Bolty, Bolty. Um, they decide to raid the compound to save his wife, <laughs> who then three months later decides that she's just going to leave. Yeah. Not divorce him for some just reason, leave, but, but this time she leaves a note. Uh-huh. So it's nicer. And then finds another dude and has four kids with him. Mm-hmm. And I guess they send him postcards that he just puts up on his wall <laughs> while he pets his bunny. <laughs> it's, ah, uh, what are your, what are your general thoughts on this, on this project? There are, that it was put on film. I can see, I can see so many elements mm-hmm. of this film that tie in how I see how he was so successful with guardians. Mm -hmm. But to me, everything, there's so much of it that's disjointed very much. Yeah. Um, to where like a lot of, a lot of things just don't make sense almost in every act. Um, even like scene to scene, mm -hmm. huge jarring tonal shifts. Yeah. And just inconsistencies in, not necessarily like shooting style, but like on-screen graphics and mm-hmm. um, just it, I mean, almost just 
disjointed through and through. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's amazing. Yeah. I don't even, I don't, I think there are parts of this movie that are ahead of its time mm-hmm. and you'll understand that more when you see the suicide squad, which I've already seen. Um, but I think there are a lot of like just moments in this that are ahead of its time as far as superhero movies go. Mm-hmm. Cause this is still in 2010. This is when Iron Man came out a couple of years prior and uh, Nolan's Batman, Nolan's Batman. Like that's kind of, this is before the MCU really took off mm-hmm. um, and established like, this is what superhero genre is now. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of elements that I really like. Uh, there are some scenes that are very well written and I really like some of the concepts like this, what happens in between the panels Mm -hmm. I think is a really cool concept. Yeah. But then everything surrounding that is so weird Mm -hmm. and unearned. And then so ah, Elliot Page's character in this, I feel is the weakest part, but not because of bad acting. It's, it's like maybe bad. I don't know where the source is, but uh, her, the, the character, she is in like a different movie altogether. She's an insane person. Mm-hmm. She is of super villain. Oh she, yeah. She is like a, a murdering psychopath. No, she is not in it for the justice. She is in it to just fuck people up. And, and then she literally rapes him. Mm hmm. Yeah, whenever then, she said it was gushing, that was really uh, I was like, the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> ever heard. Ever heard. Uh, well, and I just, I don't, and this was after that really tender scene of, of again, well-written moment of like, is this what happens between the panels? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but he turns her down and then she comes back a second time and she's like, no, we're going to fuck. Mm-hmm. Which there was a part of me that was thinking that that was going to be like either a dream sequence or Mm -hmm. like some, some not reality. Yeah. Um, which would fit in this movie because Rain's character, Frank says, uh, towards the end of the first act that he's been plagued by visions Mm -hmm. and from God where he will see people as devils or hear the voice of God. Right. So like that, that was pretty much lost there. And then we only pick it up at the start of the third act whenever yeah. he sees uh, Kevin Bacon and the, the bad guys drugging um, his, his ex-wife, his wife, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am not 100% sure, but I think uh, Elliot Page, Page, Ellen Page, whatever, um, I think she might be my Michael Sarah. Interesting. I don't. I, th- I think the same thing about Rain Wilson. I don't think I like her as an actor in at least in this film or almost in, in general, I'm trying in to general. Yeah. Cause I haven't seen Juno in forever and mm-hmm. I haven't watched, uh, inception in forever. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I can't tell if it was just the character choices that they were making for her, but I did not like her character through mm-hmm. and through. Like I was very happy whenever she died. <laughs> she gets her head blown in half. Mm hmm. Um, I was, which is okay. So we need to, we need to figure out there's, there's a lot of elements. It's, it's, this conversation is going to be very disjointed because the movie is like that. It's, it goes from one well, extreme cause it goes from like kind of a sweet hearted mm-hmm. 
like depressing story like oh this we want to root for this guy and then it goes to like him smashing a man's skull in broad daylight with a wrench because he cut in line mm-hmm. and it, it's supposed to be played off as humorous like it's kind of a dark comedy in mm-hmm. that way no I, I but would it's say that. so it's so out of left field in the way it's executed and tell uh and communicated to the audience mm-hmm. that it almost feels like we're jumping to a different movie. Um, and I liked at the beginning, right. When he, in, he, when he imagines stabbing the Sean gun, Sean gun with the poker mm-hmm. for giving his wife drugs, like for giving her weed or whatever. Yeah. And I would have liked that if that was kind of the idea of the movie where each of these crime scenes, quote unquote, is him imagining just acting it out. And then in it, his then head. it could, really be hyper violent and hyper stylized because he's imagining it like mm-hmm. it's his own comic book that he is imagining for himself that's how he's coping with his humdrum life oh yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there are a lot of like it, it heads in certain directions that i'm like okay that could be cool if they did this with so it. then like at the end of the movie it would be revealed that he just made a comic exactly. book exactly and that was like mm-hmm. his his self-help his his therapy well, so on on the on this note, um, yeah. I watched a behind the scenes of this movie, um, and uh, it interviewed basically everybody. And Sean or um, James Gunn said that he like wrote this movie a couple years prior to making it because mm-hmm. uh, you know trying to just make it. But he he had Rain Wilson read it. Everybody read this script, and they all said that they loved it. Hmm. And I was kind of uh, shocked by that. Well, I mean, because a lot of the things like the the disjointed scenes to me yeah. um, seem like a victim of the time that they had to do stuff because they yeah. um, they said on set that they were only doing maybe one or two takes. You can kind of tell because I think Rain Wilson's not a great actor in this movie. I think he is very good at one specific kind of thing that he does. Mm-hmm. And it's not really this. Like, I like the idea of him, the third act of him, like, doing the superhero kind of badass stuff. I, I like that that part. Mm-hmm. Because then he does, like, the awesome, like, monologue at the end, like, about justice. There are rules. You don't molest children. You don't sell drugs. Mm-hmm. You don't do, like, do drugs, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, the bad guy's like, what you think killing stabbing me to death is gonna change that? It's gonna fix the world? And he's like, I don't know, unless I try. <laughs> he just starts stabbing him, stabbing mm-hmm. him. And it's part those parts that I'm like, that there's something special there. Mm-hmm. There's a glimpse of something really cool and funny. And it's in that satirical look. But then everything else is just like uh awkward and not fun to watch mm-hmm. well and i think a lot of it is supposed to kind of because him as a character is supposed to be an awkward person so mm-hmm. like there's a lot of kind of cringy moments on screen sure. that make you just kind of feel uncomfortable which i think that they're kind of supposed to but i sure. can't guarantee um i would definitely say that my favorite part of this movie is probably the raid on the compound because I think mm-hmm. that's where we see a lot of things succeeding and paying off. Yeah. As far as it being a dark, uh, a dark comedy, which is what I think it's trying to succeed as. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I really like at the compound whenever, 
so it, it <laughs> it's like when he comes into his own as a superhero and he strikes fear into the heart of villains because he's getting shot at uh uh bolty has been shot in the face she is dead mm-hmm. very dead which is good because she was a psychopath mm-hmm. um a rapey psychopath and straight crazy yeah and wouldn't ever shut up no and like laughs in mm-hmm. a very strange way i think it was just a weird dire- misdirection on how she was supposed to be because she isn't like that at all at the beginning of the movie uh-uh. in the, she's like a normal person mm-hmm. um but then he throws the sticks of dynamite and he blows them pipe up bombs. or pipe bombs it's like i don't know if i'm doing this right <laughs> but no, the, the, the pipe bombs are the funniest shit to me. Yeah. Or like there's the callback with the, with the projectile blade, mm-hmm. which I didn't see coming. And then, whoo, that's not a fun way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, and then there's the part when he's, he climbs up onto the roof and there's a shot of the interior with the bad guys and they're all in the main living room and they hear the footsteps on the roof and the guy's like, it's like Batman's like, mm-hmm. he's on the roof. Yeah. Oh God. And then the body swings down kind of a la uh, Die Hard or um, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Smashes through the window, has a sign that says, behind you. And the back of the guy goes, goes, oh no. Bam! Gets shot in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And then he attacks Michael Rooker and smashes his head against the fireplace a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his acting in that was all great because he's just full balls to the walls, murderer, hobo, oh, yeah. superhero crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig that. There's the the weird parts of it that succeed for me is like whenever the the cutting in the line guy, yeah, um, whenever he decides to just change in the backseat of his car that's across the street. <laughs> I mean, that I was th- kind of a funny like oh to how superheroes just get changed in the costumes. I think that mm-hmm. was funny. Yeah, so like that works for me. Um, but then it's undercut by him just murking the dude and his wife or girlfriend or just whoever. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I think I think the idea is to kind of show how he's just an unhinged person, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so let's uh, let's talk about the the juice paint roller brain touch of God. Oh man, he had some leftover ideas from Slither, I think. mm Hmm. So in this moment with this CGI, you can tell that the budget's low just because it looks worse than it does in Slither. Yeah. Um, the budget of it was like two million and a quarter. Yeah, super low budget. Uh, which, in retrospect, his first Guardians was over 170 million. Mm-hmm. So quite a quite a different atmosphere yeah. and budget. Um, I I like. I like this tie-in to like, I like the world that it's kind of presenting that maybe he can see things, maybe he's going crazy. But the fact that from that moment forward, except maybe once when Nathan Fillion's character um, kind of talks to him through the TV, mm-hmm. we kind of lose that line. Yeah. Because if we would have had that throughout, uh, I think that that would have made it more interesting. Yeah. And if it if it would have been him, actually, like it in rea- in real life, he's doing all these horrible things. Mm-hmm. But whenever we cut back to his POV, it's almost like yeah, we have those comic book wham, bam, pow, 
graphics on screen. Everything's hyper colorized mm-hmm. and he's the hero of the story, but that's only from his point of view. So it really, it, it, it builds off the idea that he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. He's kind of unhinged and, and his mind is broken, sees himself. The, the solution to his problems is to fight evil. Mm-hmm. But in the reality of the real world, he's just a murderer now. Yeah. Which it, it, it doesn't succeed in the way that like say Dexter would. Sure. Cause Dexter is a crazy person. Yes. Who only kills bad people. Right. Um, so like it is possible to succeed in this Avenue. Yeah. Uh, I have a quick question about speaking of people being dead, that cop mm-hmm. who gets blown away inside of Frank's house by the gangsters. Mm-hmm. We never come back to that. So no, he, they just get rid of the body. But the cop is still missing. Hmm. Um. So. Uh, loose end. Yeah, I think it would have been cool to do it in like a Edgar Wright style, almost to where like maybe one of the times that they're watching TV, that that story, like a story about it, pops up. Oh yeah, like to kind of just do like a little, for. yeah, a little tie-in, just to be like, hey we did notice that a detective has gone missing. Yeah. He was last seen talking to this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, strange choices, but there, there, I mean, and there were some lines that were great. James Gunn zingers. I would really like to see because a lot of it was ahead of its time. And I think James Gunn has grown as a writer mm-hmm. and just as a person, um, as, as an artist, I would really like to see him, do this movie, but now, yeah, with the knowledge he has and the budget increase, mm-hmm. um, and more time, because I think there's a lot of interesting things that could be done with the property and just the idea and, um, well, because yeah. like the the parallel to this is obviously Kick Ass, which yes, I think Kick Ass. I mean, I haven't seen it in a minute, but. I th- I remember thoroughly enjoying it, but it's also based off of an actual graphic novel series, mm-hmm. ver- where this one's right out of his brain. So that leads to a question that I had, which is: Do you think that the reason that like Gardens of the Galaxy um, basically succeeds, where this movie probably fails, mm-hmm. is that because Gunn is given the the time and resources that he needs mm-hmm. or is it because that he has the source material to pull through both I think that it kind of comes back to a conversation we've had before where restrictions are good for artists Bo- mm-hmm. borders are good um, coloring with on within the lines doesn't always mean a bad thing mm-hmm. right so for Gunn to have this who is obviously an extremely imaginative person creative person artistic mind mm-hmm. um in this one in super it, it there was no restrictions on him aside from like budget and time stuff. but even then you know but with with guardians there were he had to operate within this param- these parameters mm-hmm. and it's a in my opinion a modern superhero masterpiece mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that it reminds me kind of this movie. I had this a couple thoughts a couple times, <laughs> only a couple thoughts, a couple uh, thoughts, a couple times. It reminds me of like a Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm sure we'll do Kevin Smith eventually because I've actually never seen a full movie of his. No, I have. But they're all the same movie, really. Um, There's just one that is an outlier that I think I read. Dogma? No. Harry, uh, 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 the one with the Ben Affleck? When Harry met Sally? Nope, that's not. That's Bill Crystal. Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. The one that Jersey I'm, Girl. I'm talking about is uh, Tusk. State. Tusk? Oh, I do not want to see that. I'm not into body horror stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really funny, though. I'm sure it is, but ugh. Um, <laughs> but it reminds me of a Kevin Smith movie in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Where there, he is his own boss. Nobody tells him no. Mm-hmm. And there is there are no bad ideas. I've watched Tusk, by the way, mm-hmm. which has... Um, Justin Long. Justin Long. And then a week later, I saw Justin Long in a restaurant. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to be like, hey, just saw Tusk. Wait, here in town? No. Oh. I was in Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um man yeah but but i think money solves a lot of stuff having guidelines helps um i'm very eager for you to see the suicide squad Mm -hmm. well so let's see okay let's talk about the christian scenes (laughs) well uh, as a former church kid those resonated so much with me oh a hundred percent it was hilarious because like I I used to watch VeggieTales stuff all the time. Like, yeah, all, Bible, what, was the, what was the guy's name? Bible Man? Was it Bible Man? Yeah, I think it was Bible Man. He had like, the purple suit on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. So like, it was hitting home in such a fun way <laughs> that I was just having a blast. Again, the fact that it Nathan was, Fillion. Mm-hmm. God, he he should have been he should have been the main guy. No, because I think he would have done it too well. That's true. I I don't think he would have been believable as that character. Mm. Um. It's called acting. I loved that James Gunn's character choice for the devil was just to flick his tongue. Was his himself? Because he plays, yeah, he plays yeah, himself. But he is just sitting there flicking his tongue <laughs> yeah. anytime that he's not talking. Yeah. Which cracked me up because on the second scene that we have later on in the movie with the Christian people again. <laughs> then he's like in the, the dominatrix lust, suit. The, yeah, is the lust ray. But whenever... <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion basically tells the devil, a.k.a. James Gunn, that he is not going to succeed. He did what I can only describe as sad tongue flicks uh-huh. to where he was just like, oh, I've been defeated. Tongue flick, tongue flick, tongue yeah. flick. Yeah. <laughs> like those. It's like a, an SNL skit. They mm-hmm. must have had so much fun making those. Again, this movie was probably a blast to make. Oh, I agree. This to me feels like making a movie uh, with your friends. Yeah. And even at the same time, while you're filming, you're like, this probably isn't as good as we, as, as I wanted it to be, but mm-hmm. God damn, it's fun to make. Well, one of the notes that, um, I can't remember which producer it was that, uh, was saying in the behind the scenes that I watched mm-hmm. is that she was applauding guns ability to have everything laid out because they were on such a time crunch oh, yeah. that all the, everything had a shot list. Everything was storyboarded. They yep. knew exactly what they were going for. And he does that for all his films. Mm-hmm. He storyboards everything himself. Mm-hmm. Which I think is why he succeeds so well at doing the job of directing is because he truly sees everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much my own creative style in a way where I will write something. I will draw mm-hmm. storyboards or I will, um, I know exactly how I want it to look when I write the words. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so 
fascinating to me how people can write a script and then just hand it off to somebody else to make like, mm-hmm. but that's not how I wrote it. That's mm-hmm. not how it looks. Cause whenever I write something, it's one and the same with the visual, you mm-hmm. know? So it's very, it's very interesting. Film is a very interesting collaborative medium. Oh yeah. Way. Well, because like to me, whenever I shoot something and edit it myself, it's a different workflow, different process than mm-hmm. if I edit something that I've been given. Right. Um, so I'm just kind of looking at my notes here. Yeah. Again, it's like an, a tight hour and a half movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, we could go on and on about the problems we have with it and the things we like, but I think we've done that. Um, do you have a, just a favorite? We already talked about the, the finale, but is there a, a part that you really like the most? I'm trying to think because I don't want to just cop out on the, the finale. On the grand finale where he's going through the house and murdering people. I mean, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, again, that's kind of standard for that kind of a superhero Punisher mm-hmm. style movie. Was there a part before that that you really like? There was a part that just caught me off guard and actually made me laugh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what it was. So this is not it, but one moment that, okay, so moments that caught me off guard. Let's do this. Okay. Because I know these answers right now. Whenever uh, Elliot Page's character and they're getting ready to raid the compound and she goes, oh, this bulletproof vest is so heavy and just falls forward. <laughs> Cause she's just like a waif of a character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. And then another moment that caught me extremely off guard is when Frank throws up in a toilet after being raped and his wife's face, Liv Tyler's <laughs> perfect face forms out of the puke in the toilet bowl. <laughs> and I was just like at that moment yet again, I was just going, what is this movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, an artist has just got to get all that stuff out of his system, you know, mm-hmm. before he can make true gold like Guardians and the Suicide Squad. I even like I like Slither way more than this movie. Mm-hmm. I feel it's more cohesive. Obviously, it probably had a bigger budget. Yeah. Um, well, because yeah. so one of the things that I kind of saw is that um, Disney slash Marvel, what they were doing whenever the Marvel Universe was starting to kick off is they they were finding young really creative directors yep. that they could entrust with these projects to add creative style but would still play within the guidelines of the universe kind of mm. like what you were talking about yeah which is why edgar wright had to leave ant-man right is because basically he didn't want to play by those rules yeah. which there's nothing right or wrong about it yeah. but it Gun- be like asking quentin tarantino to make a marvel movie and telling mm. him no mm-hmm. on stuff like how do you do that yeah because that's like I think James Gunn just is so creative that it doesn't matter which facet he puts that through. You could probably give him all the rules in the world and he would yeah. still make something compelling yeah. and or at least creative. Yeah. So much I want to talk about with Suicide Squad. Um, but I, I did like the moments of him just like sitting around waiting for crime to happen. That, those were his little punchlines yeah. of uh, it's, Oh shit! What did he say? It's not right to molest a child. It's not nice to steal from somebody. It's mm-hmm. not like all his little like. Uh, you don't butt in line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I really like the moments when, uh, whenever they go into the gun store mm-hmm. and they have like that little montage of them shopping for guns and 
and that was kind of fun. Uh, I, I like whenever, uh, Bolty, I forget the character's name. It's Bolty is the psychic name, whatever. So she yeah. is auditioning to be his sidekick mm-hmm. and she's like, okay, comes in the room. Watch this. And she just starts doing like cartwheels and like burpees and mm-hmm. punching in the air. And she's like trying none, out none of it. Well, none of it. Well, it's, it, it's very, very funny. And it's rain Wilson's performance. I think his deadpan delivery is like, what, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's, what's happening? I thought that was, that was hilarious. I re- that really worked for me. Um, again, I think that the dynamic had a lot of potential to be a great, like Batman and Robin spoof of what the dynamic actually would be like. Mm-hmm. And there's always that, that joke that Batman and Robin are actually a couple, mm-hmm. which maybe that weird scene was supposed to be paying a weird twisted homage to maybe, but, um, I don't know. It was super weird. It was super weird. Gushing. Huh? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but that was funny. And then, um, yeah, that was kind of the only thing I liked about it. Oh no, I'm sorry. My favorite part of the whole movie, whenever yes. he, he, he goes to infiltrate the Kevin Bacon's compound mm-hmm. and he has the, the grappling hook over the very short fence that she, he could just climb over. Oh, the he, first time. Yeah. And- the first time he like swing, he's like, Trying to toss it over and it's he pulls it back and it hits him in the eye. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> and he's just like he just climbs over the wall anyway mm-hmm. and like scampers from like tree to tree in this bright red suit in the middle of like there's like very skinny trees bouncing back and forth between. Mm-hmm. And then he just hides next to the uh next to the window, sees him, sees them all shooting up drugs and corrupting his wife, and then he just goes, No, and throws a wrench through the window <laughs> and it says, Uh, you cannot hide from the crimson bolt. And then they all just point guns at him, and he goes, "Oh, oh!" And then he runs away. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, like those that that is the moment. Like those moments. If we just had more of those throughout, I think it would feel more yeah. cohesive. Yeah, it just um, doesn't commit to one tone long enough mm-hmm. to sit in. Well, then, while we're talking about tones, let's talk about the the most disjointing tonal shift, in my opinion, of the entire movie, mm-hmm. which is the end where yeah. it's like heartwarming and a cute mm-hmm. feel good movie. He's been essentially working this whole time, basically murdering people. Oh, assaulting people, murdering people, committing crimes. To, yes. Yeah. I mean, at one point he dropped a center block on somebody's head from a story oh, yeah. above them. Um, <laughs> yeah. That will murder somebody. And then he, he tackles the, the purse stealer, the purse thief, mm-hmm. but it tackles him back into the woman in the wheelchair and knocks them both off. I did like that. I, I <laughs> so thought that, funny. I thought that that was freaking great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the montage stuff is great. Mm-hmm. Oh God. It's so, but uh, mm. all right. Um, but he works toward, he does yeah, all that so stuff to essentially his whole driving force is to get his wife back. Yeah. He gets his wife back. Saves her. Uh-huh. She and, gets clean. And she's with him for like three months. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it specifically it was said. Th- a few months. Three yeah. months. Yeah. And then she straight up ghosts him. Yep. And he's just like, yeah, it was just meant to be. And like doesn't have basically the same response that he did whenever she left the last time. Mm-hmm. Because I guess all he needed was a letter. 
if he would have if she would have left him a letter saying mm-hmm. i'm gonna go stay with my drug dealer boyfriend now yep he would have just been like hey it was meant to be and then he gets the bunny and then he but he's obviously been seen uh his license plate has been recorded uh a, a police officer was a detective was murdered in his home mm-hmm. he was at the scene of a massive crime what happened to Elliot Page's that, that character's body. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 he, she had a boyfriend. She mm-hmm. had a huge group of friends. Mm-hmm. Anybody questioning where she went? What happened to her? Yeah. What happened to his? What did he do with her body? Mm-hmm. With her half her skull off? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, how long does he last before he that that vision comes true that he had where he's getting butt raped in prison? A lot of weird rape elements in this movie. Mm-hmm. I wonder if James Gunn was working through some personal stuff. Mm. Um, I think it's just the whole shock and awe of everything. <laughs> yeah. I think that that is the, the driving force behind a lot of like punchlines and just, mm, it's like shock humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes works. Um, Gushing. But, <sighs> I'm just going to start saying that <sighs> random times. <laughs> God dang it. It's my least favorite scene. But now that I know that that word, disturbs you i'm just gonna start saying it. it's not even the word it's that the dis- context yeah, and everything it, around it's it the whole thing it's such a choice the whole it almost felt like a deleted scene mm-hmm. because it, it 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 contributes absolutely nothing to the story mm-hmm. um because they could have had that sweet little moment in the garage in between the panels and then just cut to like him waking up be like we have to go like maybe he's puking because he's nervous mm-hmm. and he's like we have to go and then that's you know they cut right to that but i don't know yeah. And they make a big deal. I don't know. It, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but so like the, the whole end, the, her having happy family, like the, some of the, some of the voiceover stuff about where her life goes kind of makes sense mm-hmm. to where basically she had that trauma. She was able to work through it so that she could help other people. Yeah. Um, but the whole like tag for it to be now she has a happy family with four kids and they send him postcards calling him like uncle Frank. So that means that he's still basically involved in their life. Yeah. And then it's just cool hanging out with a bunny. Well, I think that the moral of the movie that was trying to be communicated Mm -hmm. was that sometimes to be a real superhero it's not about dressing up in a costume or whatever. It's about being there for your loved ones. And I'm just, just that I'm just thinking this is what it's saying. I'm not saying it's, it's done well. Cause yeah. it's not, I mean, um, do you want to, but it's, it's being there for, for your loved ones and helping people through rough times. Cause he was her superhero in that he helped her get clean, uh, supported her through that process. And now she can have her own life well, uh, that is full of happiness, but I'm not saying that's right. Cause it's, it's not done well at all it could have been a great ending for a totally different movie. But there's that line that says that she was the chosen one. I don't fucking know, man. (laughs) I mean, because he doesn't make sense to me. Basically like how, um, Nathan Fillion's character says, you know, some of God's children are chosen or whatever the verbiage is that he puts up on the wall. Um, that it was, we were led to believe it was him, but he then tells us at the end of the movie, no, it's her. But why though? I don't know. <laughs> doesn't make sense. It's not a great movie. No. 
I would give it a, I, I would give it because of some certain laugh out loud moments in the montages specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd give it like a 4.5 out of 10. You'd give it out of a James Gunn six shooter. I'd give it a two. I'd probably give it a two. Yeah. And those two points come from moments. The couple of chuckles that I had mm-hmm. from some of the zingers and the montage sequences. Honestly, I think, and this is not to disparage this movie, because that's one of the things that I always, it's really easy to sit and talk about movies. Mm-hmm. It's amazingly complicated to oh, yeah. get a movie made. Oh, yeah. So by no means ever take any criticism that I ever have about a movie to mean that those people shouldn't make movies forward or they shouldn't do anything. But like this is, I think, the first movie on the podcast that I would probably recommend that people don't see. Same. Just because I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's worth the time. What was worse for you? The uh, the plot twist and in incendious, or gushing? <laughs> gushing. <laughs> I'd rather just families fucking all day <laughs> than than to hear her say <laughs> that word in that in that sequence. <laughs> Oh my God! You know what they say about no. I'm not gonna. Cut it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just cutting it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>